0: This is Samantha Newark, probably best known as the voice of Jem and Jerrica from Jem and the Holograms, and you are listening to Hellion's Talks.
1: Almost live from a library near you, this is Hellion's Talks, starring The Masked Library, Kevin Hellion. He is the lauder of the long box, the hero of the hall. And he's on a mission to bag and board them all. Now the Retro Network proudly presents a talk show of comic proportions. Hello everyone, Kevin here tonight. Today, as you're listening, the brand new episode of Hellions Talks. Very excited about this. You know, for a while of my love of wrestling, I've been able to talk to some people in the wrestling world, but I've been missing something. I've been missing something since COVID. And I think my guest tonight's been missing it too. I've been missing indie wrestling. I got to go to a WWE house show back in March, 2020, before everything shut down. And I have been just dying to go to a wrestling show again just missing it so much but not not a WWE show a good indie show one where it's close quarters where you can hear every single move where you can feel every slap in the audience where every seat in the building is great and where you see people that are just giving it their all and don't mess around and aren't phoning it in and aren't sports entertainers But just putting it all out there on the independent wrestling level, I get to go to a show this Saturday in Whitesboro, New York for New York Championship Wrestling, and today is one of my, as my guest, is one of the stars who you will see this Saturday, who I'm excited for, Jordan Falco. Jordan, welcome to the show.
0: Thank you for having me. I am excited. Let's talk about some wrestling.
1: All right. We we can get right into it. Um. Usually, I go through a bit of a origin story for people, much right. like, you know, you know like it's, it's someone's first Marvel movie or whatever. You got to get familiar with everyone, find out where they came from. Um, I know from my own knowledge of local wrestling scene, um, some of your history here. Okay. I don't know how much you want to get into. It is totally up to you. But if you want to tell people, like, how you got into wrestling, how long you've been wrestling for and we'll just take the conversation different places depending on your answers here.
0: All right, yeah. Um so I god, I've been in wrestling what seems like my whole life. Um for those of you you know that have heard me on, you know, podcasts before, I've kind of dove into it a little bit, but um you know, I was probably about 5 or 6 years old, uh, I went to a indie wrestling show up at uh, the German house local here up in Ro- uh, Rochester, New York. And it was for RPW, ran by Ian Decay at the time. Uh, the main event was Ian versus uh, Kevin Dunn from uh, Ring of Honors, Ring Crew Express. Yeah. Um, and the what I remember from the match was uh, Dunn did a diving, uh, flying elbow from the top turnbuckle through a table through the floor on Ian. And it clicked with me. Um And my dad was with me, and so was my uncle. My uncle brought us along because he was actually good friends with Ian. Um, He got my dad into a conversation with Ian, and uh, my dad got into training. For as long as I remember, I was sitting up chairs and pissing off every wrestler I met. And uh, I ended up... um, Getting into training, you know, I took my first bump, like, as a joke, you know, maybe when I was eight, but when I really got into training, I was about 15 years old, had my first match when I was 16. Uh, I just turned 25, so I'm just shy of nine years in the actual business doing it. Um, But yeah, I mean, I trained over at uh, the Kayfabe Dojo under Mike Hellcat Rosario, Uh, I also had uh, the trainers of my father, uh, the late Brody Lee and uh, Frank the Tank Burlington. So I had a lot, you know, going on with all the trainings and different aspects. And I kind of, you know, had a lot of people with their hands involved uh, just because of my dad uh, being in it as well. But it was definitely wild. And I don't think I remember a time where wrestling wasn't a part of my life.
1: Now, do you think it was because of, did your dad always have an enjoyment of it?
0: Oh yeah, I I grew up with Shawn Michaels and being, you know, the second coming of God in my house.
1: (laughs) See, I I love my kid, love him more than anything, but drives me insane, he won't sit and watch wrestling with me.
0: (laughs) Oh man, disown him. (laughs) i
1: actually i I was telling him some uh stuff from uh this past week's nxt i'm trying to get him uh, i'm trying to find a way in and ridiculous stories because of course he's a kid so he's obsessed with youtube right um so i'm like let me get you in for ridiculous and then have you watch the wrestling too and see if i can get you in here at all
0: yeah (laughs) that's my hope uh, has uh he ever been to a like a live indie event
1: um, only when he was in utero.
0: Okay. <laughs> uh, so if you I if
1: bring you uh, well, I I don't know if I will have him that day. That's okay. the only because if I do, that's the plan. If I don't, then you know nothing I can do about that one. No, I get that. Um, but he was in utero during a two CW show in Rome.
0: Okay. <laughs> what a hell of a uh, company to go to, though.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I I I will say I do have my tickets for the Syracuse return.
0: There we go. I, don't <laughs> I, I can't
1: play. do Bing, I can't do Binghamton and Syracuse, that didn't line up. I get. It. But I mean Rochester, geez, like for me growing up, and if you grown-up watch Shawn michaels that also means that you had experience with the ecw and then when it folded of course ring of honor showed up in the area and so many promotions like we kind of think of philadelphia then new york city and and that whole metropolitan area is the hotbed of east of east coast wrestling yeah but geez rochester cannot be denied
0: no definitely not uh you know i would even not just say rochester because you know Companies have came and went through Rochester and stuff like that, but I would definitely say Western New York as a whole. I would definitely say, like, ESW, Upstate Pro Wrestling, uh, UW, Nickel City, you know, even UW is kind of Central New York, Western New York, stylish. So, you know, there's some companies, man, that are going. Oh,
1: absolutely. And and talent that came from it. I remember uh, when I first started going to cw they're having 2CW versus NWA Upstate. Oh, and yeah. Brody was still technically NWA Upstate, even though eventually everyone's like, "Holy shit, this dude's a star." He's just working wherever he wants, <laughs> pretty much. I don't
0: think I, I don't think it took very long for people to watch uh, Brody in the ring and realize he was a star.
1: Yeah, no, God, he was just, oh God, that wrecked me, and I I didn't even know him that well. For for people like you, you know, people that actually knew him, I don't even, I can't even comprehend. But like us as fans, because I have a little um a, a little friend chat there, and it's wrestling talk for like ninety percent of the time. Right. You know. Um. And that day, we're all just like, "What the fuck just happened?"
0: Yeah, like, I was, didn't know. Uh, I actually, um, God, the last podcast I was in, um, I was talking about it, but I, uh, I, um, I had a party at my uh house i had a gathering of a bunch of friends and stuff like that i uh, just got out of a relationship with uh some dirt never mind um anyway <laughs> throw a party having some good times with some friends and uh i got the phone call from my dad and i was like yo what's going on i was like i actually invited him and before he could even say anything and like there was a pause and then he's just like brody died I'm like what and like i didn't hear him the first time he's like brody died and, like, I just kind of, like, froze. I had maybe 30 people in my house, and I just froze. I didn't know what to do, say nothing. Like, so surreal. Like, even right now, talking about him in past tense, fucking wild. Like, I just, it's still surreal to me.
1: And I, it's one of those ones, It's uh, I think it's why I appreciate, going to indie shows more now, there he is hanging out at a pastime in Syracuse. Just yeah. like, hey, who wants to have a beer with me after the show? Yep. And I was so freaking intimidated by him. I was like, I can't. Nicest. Which is absurd.
0: <laughs> Probably looking down at me hating me right now, but <laughs> the sweetest man you'll ever meet.
1: and And, and that's all I've heard from you know um people i might be tangentially connected with or you know people i'll never meet in my life they've just spoken of it but i think it also shows um how tight wrestling community is like uh, we're bringing up names like you and i have not talked before this one and we're bringing up names and have all sorts of memories all like there's a good chance the two of us were at the same show it's just like It's one of the best things in the world, I think, to just have this community. And, you know, you're walking down the street, uh, you see someone wearing a shirt, you see someone listening to someone's entrance music, and all you immediately have a bond. Right. A a, a bond which I gotta say for you, for your entrance music, for the music you're into, I did my research, (laughs) for the music you're into, (laughs) punk and rock and metal and all, same thing.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: Like the overlapping of, hey, I see what you're wearing. I see your patch. I see what you're listening to. We're cool. And Hell that's, yeah. you, you don't even have to say anything to each other.
0: Wrestling is such a, it's not even a community. Like I hate to say it. Cause it's like such a corny term now in wrestling, but like wrestling is its own universe. Like it's like such a cool, like world that like, you don't even exist because like, I, I, what I love is like when I'm out in public and I find those closet wrestling fans that like, don't ever show it, but like, they're the ones that know all about what's going on in AEW, who just left WWE, who's, you know, the top guys who's going up against Roman, but then don't ever say it out in public. But then you, they find out from so-and-so that you're a pro wrestler and then like best friends instantly. Mm -hmm. And you would have never known. It's incredible well
1: i mean honestly like look at wrestling look at music look at uh, i'm a comic geek too a lot of this stuff is still like a dirty word it's still four letter word so uh, have you uh, you know yeah you have the community of it the universe the the family of people that love wrestling but have you ever experienced the other side of it where you're having a conversation on one level with a person then they find out you're a wrestler as well and you you can just feel the the turn like a, a disdain almost. Like the air changes because of yeah, whatever their a, wrong a, attitude is.
0: It's almost like some people look down at you for a while about it. Like the dirty work. But
1: <laughs> did you ever get an opportunity to I don't want to say put someone in their place, but I'll say maybe maybe educate them on
0: it? Um yeah, I mean Definitely, you know, always the cliche as well, let me chop you and like BS like that. But like, I think that's such a cop out of proving like wrestling can prove pain. Like, I want somebody like a perfect example. I have a buddy of mine who was a college soccer athlete. You know, he's six, five, two fifty. Like, yeah, now he's six, five, two fifty. But when he was, you know, around that time, you know, six, five, but, you know, slender, two hundred, two ten, maybe. Um, He came in once to uh, training when I was just starting out and hit the ropes maybe for half hour. He bumped five times, texted me the next day and told me that he is in the worst, not worst pain, but most sore he has ever been in his life just because of being in a wrestling ring for maybe 30 minutes. So, I mean, I want people to understand the, you know, The ones that are going on the road every day, the ones that are, you know, double shotting, going from city A at noon to city B at four to city C at uh, seven, just to put their body on the line to entertain anywhere from shit, eight people to 8,000, you know, it's just it's a lot it's not just the physical it's emotional wrestling is one of the toughest and hardest businesses ever and for those that aren't in it and don't understand it i just it's not just the physical that i try to get across to them but i've definitely definitely had those conversations with people where i've put them in not necessarily their place but tried to leave them with a better understanding and not just by chopping them
1: no but i mean i i also feel like People don't realize it's not just the in the ring. Okay, you can chop someone a few times, you can you can show them pain. That's not all that it is. All right, so you're driving Rochester to Whitesboro, let's say. That's not yep. the longest drive by far. That's not the hardest drive by far. That's a boring ass drive.
0: Man, <laughs> like, I'm if <laughs> probably the shortest drive i make right now so i love that drive uh,
1: but you're probably just on <laughs> 90 though you're probably on 90 the whole time and there's nothing to really do or look at or anything
0: right but the excitement to get to turning stone right before i get off the next exit. <laughs> if anybody wants to know where jordan falco is about like maybe two o'clock before every show at the, in whitesboro come and find me at that blackjack table or the roulette uh, table i promise you i'm there
1: but only before, not after as well.
0: No, nah, screw after, man. I lost all my money. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean,
1: you're you're doing the drive. You got the drive back. You got the in-ring time. You got the gym time to just be in the ring shape. Um, Like, I'm I'm not asking for details or anything, but you got a personal life. You probably got, you know, other work, life, family, whatever commitments and stuff. Like, it ain't easy there. There's only so many hours in the day for it. So if someone doesn't want to dedicate that time for it, like, that's where the real grind comes in. Your ring time's one, you know, the actual in-ring time's one thing, but everything else to just be able to get that 20 minutes in the ring, or, you know, however long you're given. Right. It's everything else that's the grind for it.
0: Exactly, exactly. And I mean, if you want to get, into per, like a little personal side i mean i guess it, uh, which is on all my social medias if you know my real last name and everything so it's totally fine but i i cannot stand the lazy wrestler and there's no use for that in the trend kind of a segue of conversation a little bit where you you have those people that put in that time. I have missed out on so many family get togethers, so many events, so many things to do. I literally skipped a final to go to a wrestling show and wrestle. I've had. I, I mean, I was a dual major in college through my first four years. I went on to get my master's. I worked three jobs through college and then three jobs after or full time or whatever it may be. Then I hit the gym. I trained three, four times a week. I had no time. And now in even now after COVID I have, you know, a life where it's nonstop and I can't complain. I mean, I have a beautiful girlfriend with three kids that I love more than anything in my life. And that takes, a huge part and then i'm also a cheerleading coach and i have another job and i still have to get time to go into the ring and get ready to wrestle and people don't understand the sacrifices that go into it just for that 10 minutes of entertainment of them to see us maybe the extra five minutes they get to see us at a merch table in an indie show like there's a lot that goes into it i've gone to shows where i've driven 20 hours round trip just to do the match and go back home, and just for the love of it, and for the fact of what it takes to get there and do that and be there. And I just definitely think that one, people need to understand that sacrifice, and two, if somebody's not willing to be put that sacrifice in, they don't have the time or respect from me either.
1: No, and it's, uh, there's things that, sure, they're entertaining and we'll watch, but there's stuff like a celebrity wrestling, or honestly, some, depending on the season, tough enough, you know, to go further back and all. There's stuff like that, that it makes it look easy, it makes it look like everything's laid out for you, and it shows nothing of the actual work for it. But I've been lucky enough to talk to and meet and hang out with enough independent wrestlers and just... Hear the stories and see what's going on and know some of them in their, you know, personal lives and all, and just see. And you'll you'll have people like, oh, did you watch this movie? Did you see this show? When? When on earth do you think I've had the time for that?
0: (laughs) When do you think I had the freaking time to take a breath?
1: Yeah. I I mean honestly, it, it, it. you are barely getting any sleep, but at least you're probably passing right out because you're so damn exhausted.
0: <laughs> I mean, sometimes, but I mean, then there's the other times where you get home from a show, you're riding that adrenaline. You don't get home till two, three, four, five in the morning, and then you're not falling asleep until eight o'clock, just because that adrenaline rush. And you know, it's tough sometimes, but no, I get it. definitely, you know, some nights though are the best night's sleep you could ever ask for. <laughs> those four or five hours, man, let me tell you.
1: Now, is there anything that feels as good as that adrenaline rush, that moment in the ring that whether you're being cheered or booed, but you just know that you have control over everyone on all four sides of you? Is there any feeling that can match that?
0: I'm really glad you asked that question because <laughs> I, I don't think anybody will ever understand that. I mean, There's no feeling like it. Like when you have even the eight or 8,000 people on their feet invested in the story that you're telling and putting your body and life literally on the line for, there's no better feeling than knowing that all that shit that we just talked about has finally paid off for that. Right then, right there, that moment. I have been in... 20 different sports, we'll say, (laughs) you know, (laughs) rating. but I've done so many different things. I've seen so many amazing things in my life. I have cried more in pro wrestling than I have in anything else in my entire life. It's just something that pro wrestling takes that over your life.
1: Well, I mean, you could have... Uh, any other sport you know something that people are doing in high school or college or whatever and you're not gonna if it's a team effort well that's not quite right because wrestling certainly a team effort of you and your opponent there but you're gonna you know a team's gonna do a play and that's gonna be it they don't have control over the crowd or the reactions they're not building drama they're not building a storyline and the ones the moments that i love it is when you have a crowd that's not in on it because some promotions have their own style um a show could have its own booking you know just how everything progresses throughout the evening sometimes the crowd's just shitty you know or they're tired or it's a bad town or whatever but when you feel that moment and i've felt it just being in the crowd of they got you They absolutely got you. It got you hooked. And now let's go for a ride. Oh my God. It's incredible. And to experience it with a group, which is one of the, the terrible things for COVID era, which we're coming out of now, you need the crowd for wrestling. You absolutely need it. I give credit to everyone for trying to run empty shows or having screens or doing whatever to just try to just put on a show, but you need the crowd. You need the emotion. And there's nothing better than reacting with complete strangers all in the same moment for in the crowd. I can only imagine how it feels for you when you just get that reaction and go, oh, let's go. Like, it must be like a second wind coming upon you.
0: Yeah, there's literally nothing like it. Like, almost can't put it into words. There's nothing like that feeling.
1: Now, to go through some of your other stuff here. Okay i I see people you've wrestled that uh, you've had really, really good matches with, and it shows as great and fun as independent wrestling is, it also shows like it's sort of a secret too, right? Like I watch you uh, and thankfully actually, because you have it on your playlist there, but like I watch you and Cheech go at it. Cheech is ridiculously underrated yeah. as a talent and that. but I'm I'm familiar with him so I know what he can do and then I see you hanging there I'm like damn now I know what Jordan can do too here right and yeah, I
0: was something about cheats too that you know he can not even just lead a match but be that guy that you know every time yeah. that you step in the ring can that guy step up to the plate like that's that guy and that's you know every time I stepped into the ring with Cheech that's the mentality I had is can I step up to that guy
1: well a- another one that I'm like holy shit you know you stepped up to him um, Matthew Justice freaking scares me
0: <laughs> he is one sick dude <laughs> yeah.
1: scares the hell on me every time I see him I'm like what the hell but I- Then I'll see, you know, uh, matches for New York Championship Wrestling, for for other promotions that you've had, and you're just doing every style pretty much, but hanging with them all. And, and yeah, wrestling, and some people, oh, wrestling's wrestling. No, wrestling is not wrestling. There's so many different styles and so many different ways, and someone can be amazing in one way and kind of trapped in that style because they're only good in that style. And you got to book, you know, uh, accentuate the positives, hide the negatives here. Mm-hmm. But you're hanging with all these people, though. <laughs> you're hanging I with pre- all these different yeah. styles.
0: I mean, I, I appreciate that. I mean, um, I, I definitely put that to my trainers. I mean, let's let's be real. I mean, you start with Brody Lee learning how to wrestle big men. I mean, or learn from a big man or be in the ring with other big men i mean for example matches that i've had with tk you know my partner my biggest arch rival you know i him and i've had so many memories in wrestling whether it be tagging or working with uh, working against each other just because you know i have that understanding from him, and then you know you go to people like my dad I know how to wrestle those powerhouse guys those bigger guys that will throw me around because yeah even though I'm 5'11 200 pounds these guys are still bigger and more muscular and more you know can do that more and you know I've also had the experience of wrestling the smaller guys like Gavin Glass because of you know wrestling with cloudy nonstop. you know him and I would do don't touch the rope wrestling like while we would grapple around in the ring and it would, it would just help me learn so much. And it it just, I would definitely attribute all of that to people that I've been in the ring with prior and learned from and just watched over the years. Cause I mean, I definitely, when people do ask me what my style is, I say hybrid because I can't put it into one and I thank them because I can do that. And it, I think that's what helps market me as Jordan Falco as well is because I can any promoter can put me in anything you want to see jordan falco take a jump off of a 20-foot entrance got you you want to see jordan falco wrestle brandon thurston for 30 minutes iron man match let me do it like i want to be able to do whatever anybody needs me to do and that's definitely something i've put my work and my time into
1: well and part of it i gotta imagine like you said at the start of this nine years in um experience you have with family and different trainers and all is there have you had moments maybe someone like tk maybe someone you've been with a lot where you realize that you haven't had to think for the last five minutes in the ring it's just this incredible zen connection between the two of you of I i just know what you're doing you know what i'm doing and yep. we haven't had to say anything. We haven't had to speak. I haven't had to think. I It's just instinct or, or some sort of cosmic awareness. I don't know, whatever you want to call it.
0: Yeah, I mean, I definitely have two people that stick out for me. Um, that those moments happen pretty regularly. Um, the first one is Gavin Glass. Um, whether I'm tagging with him or wrestling with him, whether our outside life is great or not, I mean, Gavin and I... Have this just connection that works in that ring. And I mean, there's a match that you see of him and I in a grudge match. Him and I put on a six month storyline for IWF, and it, it stemmed out to Portland, Maine, Cleveland, Ohio. Like we worked it everywhere. Even in the, um, Canada, we pushed that storyline everywhere for that six months. And it ended up in a grudge match where we maybe talked. For like, I mean, to break the fourth wall, we maybe talked about that match for five minutes beforehand, and we went twenty minutes. And I attribute that to my best match ever. Um, and the other person is obviously my dad. I mean, every match him and I've ever been in, it's just let's go, let's do it. We'll see out there. Like him and I just tear it up every time. It's just, and obviously it's my dad, and it makes sense that it's comfortable, but. When you're legit beating the shit out of your dad and he's power bombing you through tables, suplexing you through ladders, you're hitting him with a barbed wire bat. There's that little bit of like that's demented and fucked up and like you're still trying to play that character and hurt your dad legit and still protect each other and everything as that whole, but still just not even have to think. It's just something that's really cool.
1: Well, look at wrestlers that, you know, we've seen um, or that you might even know that, say, it's the ones that they're closest to, that they're friends in real life, that they've known the longest, that, you know, whatever it might be, they have some sort of closeness, that they're willing to be more violent, be more aggressive, do more because there's that layer of trust there, too. Right. They're not going to have that match and make those risks with you know, fresh talent just off the street, who the hell trained him. They're not going to do it with that person. Who would make sense to beat the shit out of? They're right. going to do it with someone that they love. And it, it's, it's a crazy thing for non-fans to wrap their mind out of, but it comes down to that level of trust.
0: Right, absolutely. I mean, I've trusted... I mean, I, the video surfaced. I can't remember who posted it. I think it was... Uh, mark wheeler he might still have it um i got pushed off a ladder by my dad at border town pro wrestling up in uh god where was it Port colburn and they he pushed me off the ladder and the referee was supposed to hold it safely because it was one of those chintzy ass aluminum ladders and the ladder tweaked out because the ref didn't hold it correctly still trusted my dad to push me safely and I was supposed to do a like senton bomb type uh, bump through the table. A table. I ended up slipping out, and my entire side of my face racked on the table, and I basically scorpioned off the side of the table. Oh and, god! Uh, it was vicious bump, and I mean, but I still trusted it, and we still continue to do a huge blow off match where we beat the shit out of each other for oh, forever. You know what I mean, but there's still that level of trust, even though something that crazy of a bump went down.
1: Well, I mean, it also it is wrestling, no matter how much you train, no matter who you're in with, like stuff can happen. Unfortunately, exactly. Um, I don't, I don't know how real you want to get, but if you want to tell anyone that's still doubting an injury, uh, worse, you I don't know that scorpion thing might be <laughs> up there. <laughs>
0: um, yeah. I mean, no, I've only been injured in pro wrestling three times. That was one of, uh, I didn't even actually get injured. Like I wouldn't even say that was one. So technically two times cause the bump was crazy, but I didn't get hurt in that. Um, I got hurt in one match. Um, I'm not going to say their name cause it was 100% not their fault. Um, but I got pulled out for, uh, basically like a middle rope pull out backbreaker bump across their uh, knee. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got turned a little sideways and like took the bump over my ribs sideways and I uh, broke like a bunch of like my ribs in the bottom and I ended up I uh, I was in college at the time I couldn't even go to class for like three days because I couldn't walk I was pissing blood like it was bad um and then the other time um I was actually at New York Championship Wrestling um I created I caught a short. Part of my promo about it. And I don't know if anybody knew it was real or not. Um, But I took a. DDT in a match. And. I ended up spiking myself really bad. I didn't get knocked out or anything. But. I ended up. uh, Actually tearing a muscle in my neck. And getting a really bad concussion. Um, Took me out of work. Um, I still have. Minor issues with it. um, But. You know that was another injury I definitely had. So you know, wrestling's real. When you know Kurt, uh, Kurt Angle talks about his broken freaking neck, even though that was amateur wrestling, pro wrestling still has those injuries.
1: Oh, absolutely. And I mean, I've I've seen stuff happen. I've been concerned. Um, we've had, uh, you know, thankfully there's uh, been people that you know everyone's kind of connected with. I've had moments where I'm like, can someone just tell me if he's okay?
0: Yep. That's it. You like, I don't enough. need
1: to know details. I don't need to know, you know, everything there. Just when when someone knows he's okay, can someone let me know? Right. But, yeah, it sucks. <laughs> um, and, God, I I can't stand crappy fans. I can't stand people that, you know, go to the show to mock it. I have had friends and family, oh, I'll go to wrestling with you. No. No, because you're going to mock it, and I'm not going to enjoy it, and that's not what we're here for. If I thought I could turn you into a fan, that'd be one thing. But I do think that every store of promotion ends up having their own fans, their own niche, their own style. Now, I'm embarrassed to say, uh, because my time was not as free as it is now, and of course we had the shutdown, and you yourself posted how long it's been since you've been able to getting you know that you weren't able to get into a ring because of you know so many places shutting down but what can i expect from new york championship wrestling oh, i know this is a broad question
0: <laughs> yeah i mean and there's this is gonna be a broad answer a, a lot um and, and that's what i love about New York championship wrestling is that they bring so much to the table whether you want to see a guy that's all about you know, the 420, or you want to see some characters, or you want to see a wrestling clinic, or you want to see an indie spot match, you know, whatever you want to see, you're going to see it there. And that's what I love about what Johnny Patches does and why I've even cut promos in the shows thanking Patches because he puts on that product that still drives me there as a worker. Those constant fans that I've created that relationship with, you know, New York Championship Wrestling sort of a family, but it's also a broad show that you're going to see. And it's very, very, very cool to, you know, be a part of, whether you're a fan, talent, promoter, whatever it is that you're there for.
1: Well, and I mean, I'm there to just enjoy some wrestling. It's been far too long It's literally right down the street for me. It's ridiculous for me to not go. I'm excited about it. And honestly, this, you know, Utica, Rome, Whitesboro, Oneida, you know, this whole area here, there's a lot of people and there's not enough going on here. So you're going to have a market and you're going to have a crowd and you're going to have people that want to see this because we're desperate for more things going on. Like anytime, right. uh, you know, you mentioned your joy of turning stone. Anytime they have something, it's a sellout because right. it's something in this area. And there's tens of thousands of people in this area that just want something to do.
0: <laughs> I totally understand.
1: No, sorry. You know, we're not the hubbub that Rochester is.
0: <laughs> oh, I mean, and, but the thing is shows out in that area are drawing the same, if not more than Western New York shows are right now. And that's saying something.
1: But, I mean, you put on a good product and people get passionate for it. Right. And then, you know, they want to come back the next show. And maybe they bring someone. They say, dude, you got to see this. It's great. And they'll get coming to every show. There's probably fans that you recognize.
0: Yeah, literally. That's what I was saying. Those relation- I literally have built relationships with those fans.
1: So what, uh, what am I expecting? What can I expect from your match coming up this Saturday here?
0: <laughs> I, I would usually How? say, <laughs> I, I would usually say, you know, uh, prepare to be entertained because, you know, there's always something that I'm going to leave you to go home with to remember. Um, this show will definitely be the same, but not because, you know, a crazy spot or something like that, but. You know, if people don't understand the full story of Black Rose and I, it started back in Portland, Maine, maybe five years ago. Like him and I have seen each other up and down the roads and there's always just this attitude that he comes with this, this, my shit don't stink. And, you know, I was brought up old school that you carry yourself with respect and you bring it in there. And, you know, as much as, I have respect for Black Rose and what he does in the ring and, you know, breaking the fourth wall. Great outside, I guess. (laughs) So you're here. But right now, all I know is Black Rose has cheated out in a match where he got a quick one on me. I won't even say cheated, got a quick one on me. The next show, I won straight up. Sure, you know, you might be that critic that says I didn't pin him because it was a fatal four-way. He was also that champion that wrestled the match without even putting it on the line. So, once again, the respect thing comes in. And if I can say anything about Jordan Falco is I will definitely beat the respect in him this show. (laughs) And you will definitely remember it.
1: Now clearly you're the star of the show here obviously but is there dude you're i'm interviewing you But (laughs) but um my hope is that people listen to this people in the area and they say you know what i'm gonna go to this show too other than yourself here which is why i'm saying it that way who and you can't name everyone i know so uh, let's say just if you had to pick one other person or maybe two who else should someone really make sure that they get there on time to see that they absolutely need to see someone else they'll be on the card as well let's say
0: okay um one i'll say for personal um i would definitely say johnny moran um When Johnny and I met, we didn't really even know anything about each other. And after the program that we worked pre-COVID, I've gained a lot of respect for him as a person and in the ring. And he is definitely somebody that brings, like I said, that differentness to New York Championship Wrestling. He's a true heavyweight champion. And he has, although not defended his title the most respectable way, he is definitely somebody you want to see because he's going to leave you wondering who's going to kick his ass next and what is it going to take for him to lose that title? So he is definitely somebody to watch. Um, And then God next, Uh, I would definitely say Riley Shepard. She's definitely a fan favorite and she puts on a show every time and she connects with everybody. Um, She stays at the merch table extra long She makes sure she meets everybody that's in line to meet her. She is definitely somebody that uh, take the time to watch and meet because she will definitely take the time to meet you.
1: You know, I'm I'm glad you brought up her. I don't know what it is, but in the last couple years, um, I think it's because of, uh, for my day job, there's just so many women that I work with and hearing so much about Hey, where am I in the movies? Where am I on wrestling? Where am I in this? Um, and actually you seeing like you know, they're absolutely right. Um, we had the you know brawn panties era of wrestling, which us uh, as younger males loved, but I understand why a woman would be very turned off by that. Mm, love me. Um yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but to just see like so many strong women at every level of wrestling and many of them just stealing the show from yeah, guys how,
0: oh my god yeah like how about main eventing wrestlemania respect and they owned it like oh yeah i mean i was at i was at wrestlemania new orleans in the noseblades obviously for me personal the thing i remember the most is brody and uh rowan winning the tag titles but there's two other things you remember. Ronda Rousey's debut and she tore the fucking house down. And Charlotte and Asuka. Because so did they. hmm So, I mean, hey, women's wrestling is it. And uh, Riley is that extra thing that makes you stick out locally. That's the thing about pro wrestling that, now. And Riley does that where she makes you feel like she... Every girl in the crowd is that superhero. I see the girls with the swords. I see the little boys with the swords. I see adults with the swords. Because she is that superhero for people. And that's that's what pro wrestling is all about. We're real-life superheroes that you get to meet. It's cool. Now,
1: I know from uh, what's out there already and the science is everything... to get in for the show. That's a hell of a deal. You're not going to find a better deal like that for anything, much less for wrestling. Guaranteed hours of entertainment, good time. But geez, you keep talking about the merch booths and everything. Uh, Should I bring extra money to take a Mark picture with you?
0: Uh, I mean, <laughs> pictures of Jordan Falco are free. I am not that douchebag. Um, but <laughs> you definitely uh, can come and swing by and snag a shirt if you want. Definitely just say, hey, I will, uh, you know, swing you a little deal. I also have a deal going on for uh, a little bit of the time because I have some leftover merchandise from uh, before COVID that I'm doing uh, one shirt for $20, two for 30 So, you know, going to push the Jordan Falco merchandise. That MBA in marketing wasn't for nothing.
1: <laughs> nice. That is some good hustle right there. <laughs> Jordan, it has been a pleasure having you on the show. Is there anything that you that I didn't ask you that I should have any information that you want to get out there? Any anything in closing here that you want to make sure that I put out there for listeners before we say goodbye?
0: Well, uh, obviously, you know the marketing and me go follow my socials, Jordan Falco official on instagram and facebook i am that perfect on twitter yeah it was when jordan falco was uh brand new and cocky as shit deal with it um youtube jordan falco wrestling and uh you know even message me guys i will definitely say hey and talk back and let's just uh Let's have a blast on Saturday. They don't sell alcohol at the venue. That is definitely something that Jordan Falco needs to make sure you guys know. So uh, I'm not sure, you know, anything about, you know, sneaking in your car, but anything about that. Um, But just in all realness, um, hope everybody's been safe and everything that's been going on. And uh, I'm excited that the world is opening back up. Make your decision for your life and let's have some damn fun.
1: I can't wait to have fun. I can't wait to be there, discuss it, take way too many pictures and be like, uh, you don't realize here listeners though. I'm in my forties and I will still be a giant kid just marking out for this. And I can't wait for it.
0: Oh man. That's the best type. I can't wait.
1: Jordan. Thank you so much for being on the show for listeners. If Jordan brought you to me, and you hadn't heard my voice before this podcast is hosted by the retro network we have a group of podcasts new ones up almost every day plus articles on the site and if you want to follow my stuff you can check out maskedlibrary.com or at masked library across most social medias wrestling comics retro stuff geeky things all sorts of fun stuff like that